Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest Tracy Witt to the show today. Tracy is a spiritual energy healer, sacred conduit, and intuitive guide located in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Transmosis Healing is a unique integrated blend of energy modalities that offers people multidimensional body balancing. These sessions clear non-beneficial energies on all levels, layers, timelines, and dimensions. Tracy's clients feel better, happier, lighter, and are uplifted by 100% pure divine light clearing. Clients receive an audio recording of the channel clearing to support integration and to go even deeper. Training in many energy healing modalities has revealed a gift that by sharing what Tracy sees and hears and describing the energies presented, you can provide a deep energy healing for those involved. It seems to be a divine gift to be a messenger for our highest and greatest good. Tracy is a certified spiritual healer multidimensional body balancer, Reiki master, access consciousness bars, and body facilitator, a creative wellness instructor, as well as a practitioner in divine healing hands, theta healing, yun method, healing touch, among other modalities. These trainings have evolved and led to allow Tracy to have an integrated method, which allows spirit as part of the transmosis healing that we'll talk about involved in the process. I look forward to having Tracy on the show. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Thank you. Great to have you on. I think it's fascinating that you do this stuff. And I want to ask you, how did you get involved in your spiritual practice and incorporating your healing modalities with your clients? That's a big question because I'm older. And so I've been on the path for a really long time, probably since I was a teenager. And it started out with just taking Reiki. I had a spiritual teacher. We studied A Course in Miracles at the neighborhood Sunday night group. And you take Reiki. I'm like, okay. So I took Reiki and it's like, that's cool. Anything that I've ever done, I share what I hear and I see. And I don't think that I'm clairvoyant. I think I'm more clairsentient. Like I, I get impressions or they'll show me images or it's like I take dictation. I used to call myself a ventriloquist, but I don't want to call myself or anyone else a dummy because it's almost like taking dictation. It's almost a still small voice inside that is sharing something that is for the benefit of the client. And so with trans, I've taken all these energy work classes because I, I all do anything to heal. Not that I'm ill, but I just find it fascinating and very interesting. So as I experienced all these modalities, the thing that's in common for me is to share what I hear and what I see. I feel, and I don't have proof, but I, I intuit that the alchemy or the the increase in energy or lightness or removal of energies that are no longer serving people come through the recipient, the person that's receiving the session. 
it comes through their consciousness. So if you think about a little kid, if you were a kid, you were all, we were all kids, and somebody read us a story or a teacher is reading something, you have that space within like imagination or whatever. And they could be describing something and they see it some way, but I see it a different way. So as I share what is being presented, it could say, I could say, oh, there's a red barn over here to the left and a willow tree on the right. And I see it a certain way, but the recipient sees it another way. And so somehow when I say it out loud, what I'm sharing and hearing, when it meets their consciousness and they interpret it, somehow I think that is where the alchemy happens. And transmosis is, I used to say, a made-up word, but it's not. It's actually a divinely appointed word because I was doing Reiki on a client, a stranger, a new client in Longmont, Colorado, where I lived. And I heard on the inner transmosis. And I asked everybody, I asked mediums, I asked channels, I asked everybody and nobody could tell me what it means. So I finally asked myself, the guides, and they basically told me that it's a really broad brushstroke. So I'm going to read it. Transmosis is an unconscious transfer and assimilation of higher energies to raise the recipient's energy to equal the source energy, a broad brushstroke of what it could be. We have a physical body, right? And we have spiritual anatomy as well, but it looks just like our physical body, whether it's our nervous system, endocrine, chakra, et cetera. But how many bodies do we have? We have like about six or more. And then we have all those systems in all of those bodies. And what I've learned is that all the wounds and disconnects that we have, whether it be a misperception, a trauma, just abuse, accident, something like that, those energies can get stuck, like in our grid work, in our frame, our construct. And they think it's still happening because they're just all traumatized. And so by using light and by directing light, and I don't do it, again, I'm just the conduit. I just share what I hear and see. And I don't mean to minimize it at all by saying I'm just. But at the same time, I have to be present in order to interpret what is in the highest and greatest good to the recipient. And so as I share the things that I hear and I see, the light comes in and does the work. And I just report out like a correspondent to the recipient on the bodywork table or across from me on Zoom to what's going on. So that's like a high level to start our conversation. Hey, no, I love what you said. A couple of things I want to point reference to. I've done Reiki and pranic healing myself. I just finished level, I guess, one and two last year, Reiki healing out in LA. Nice. You've been on my show before. She's amazing. Point out. I'm real impressed you, you refer to yourself as a conduit. I do say, I say the same thing about myself as a psychic. I don't, we're instruments. And you're a light worker. We actually work with our spirit guides and with the energies and everything to help our clients heal. And what you're doing isn't, it's such a great, noble thing because you're bringing healing energy and positive aspects of healing into this world. And I feel like that's so valuable. When I trained to do the Reiki energy healing, I remember we would practice on each other and have those. And I remember being so relaxed. It's like having a massage, but spirit, I call it a spiritual massage. Yes. Your transmosis healing to me, it's an extra branch on the tree of healing modalities offered that can help people. And it, let's say someone's listening to us in our interview right now and they're thinking to themselves, that sounds intriguing. I'm interested in that. What would you suggest to someone in the audience listening to us talk about this stuff if they've never dealt with anything? Like they're completely devoid of any kind of meditation or any type of spiritual language within themselves. What would you say to somebody who's new to this to try to encourage them to pursue? contacting you and having a healing session. Oh, wow. 
I definitely would not twist anyone's arm because they are either resonant to it or not. I like to think of myself as being a very safe, down-to-earth, grounded, wise woman. If someone has the feeling of imbalance somewhere in their life, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, if they can even discern any of that, really the whole crux of this work is to return us to wholeness to connect. It's really connection. So I feel we have a human body and that's our human self and we're physical and all that stuff. But what is that thing about 28 ounces? When somebody passes away and you weigh the body before and after, there's a 28 ounce difference. What is that 28 ounces? What is that essence? Is it soul, etc.? So there's a consciousness, there's an energy of who and what we truly are. And we are able to function as a human being, but I think we're divine human beings. Many of us are seeking to have more than what is just in our outer realms. So with the world on the inner, someone who has no experience at all with any of this kind of, people have called it woo stuff. And I think of that as offensive because I think it's very sacred. It's really who we are. We are these divine beings in these bodies And if we can connect our humanness with our divinity, now people in recovery programs would call that higher power, higher self. There's so many different names, whether you want to call it creator, source, God, goddess, all that is, the ek, the Holy Spirit, all of these different terms mean the same thing of which we are all made of. This work is very deep and it goes in between the cells. It can go in between the bodies. It can go in between the systems, meaning nervous system, endocrine system, chakra system. Because it's invisible and unseen work or formless work, it feels unusual. When in fact, for me, no, it's just everyday normal. This is how it works. This is who we are. This is delving into the invisible realms, the inner realms. That's where the juice is because the external world shows up after we've created things. Like how many of us have ever had a dream when we're sleeping at night and then all of a sudden it comes true in a week or three or something? It's like, whoa, how did I do that? Our intuition. How do we put form around intuition or imagination or any of these energies, I think it's just a natural force of who and what we are. And so if anyone's curious, it's painless, it's loving, it's nurturing. And oh my gosh, you might even feel better (laughs) if there's anything to feel better about. (laughs) Absolutely. Interesting to what you said, divine beings. I've referred to my, we all coin our own phrases and understand these things. And one of the things I've learned from being a medium since before is I consider us spiritual beings inhabiting a 3D physical world, yeah. like the Cadbury egg. Let's just say if I could put my lawyer self and say, exhibit A to Cadbury egg, could explain it all up really easily with my point of view, at least. As a Cadbury egg, the heart outer chocolate shell is our body and the gooey stuff on the inside is our spiritual side of things. And I tell people like, if you can look at our existence as a Cadbury egg, I know it's simplistic, but that's my easiest way to describe at least that spiritual connection to us that we're like avatars and having our bodies getting around this environment and we're all interconnected. We're all spiritual. Half of us claim we aren't because they close it off or repress it or do whatever. The reality is it's like the oxygen we breathe, the spiritual energy that inhabits our bodies, inhabits the universe. It's all interconnected. 
I think it's great that you have the ability to be able to make this a life calling for yourself and do so in a way that you can work with people. And every single person that if you think about a thousand points of light, and then you take a step back and it's this bright, looks like the sunshine or star or something. That's what we're doing right now. And you're a part of that. And I think that's so important. Healing energy is so critical right now. We need it. One of my questions I want to ask you to follow up your specialty and what you do. Have you found that clients that work with you, they seem to be like the paradigm shift occurs when you work with them long enough and they can see the real, the realness of this. And I guess what I mean by that is like an analogy. Before I started really delving into the deep end of the spiritual side of things, I wasn't really as involved in healing, meditation, all the stuff that we talk about in, in healing practices. And once you get involved in it, I feel like it really opens your eyes. Yeah. It really changes everything. And if you want to go back to taking the analogy of waking up one day and your eye, your entire viewpoint just shifts, like the matrix. You come out of your pot and you're looking around going, oh my gosh, where are we? I want to ask you, have you found that that kind of thing has happened when you work with certain clients and they've had these breakthroughs with you? through your healing sessions? Because I find it's very rewarding and it really does seem to put a a cherry on top of everything that we're doing with all the challenges that we encounter. And then there's people that have already, they've had an awakening and they're trying to make sense of it all. Like you said, when you come out of the pod and you're wondering what the heck is really going on and then you see things differently, you experience life differently. And for them, one woman I'm thinking of in particular, she had an awakening and it's like the mental body gets all oh, that's what this means. And that's what that means. And then it's, wait, was I whatever in a past life? And does this mean that? And so they need someone to come to, to not defracture, but just put all the pieces back together. When they expand so greatly, sometimes you can just almost shatter yourself and you just want to calm everything down and use the light and clear out what's no longer required. And those questions can still remain because when you ask a question, this is access consciousness work, it expands energy. And I've had that where I've had my energy expanded to the point where I'm like, what the heck is going on today? What is this feeling? I can't even describe it. It's, do I feel hyper insecure? It's close to that, like super aware, comfortable. Yeah. When I do certain readings, my endorphins, it's like I went to the gym and did an hour workout. I'll do a 20 minute like reading with somebody or even doing this interview with you. When I do interviews for my show, yeah, I have endorphins that kick in. I think it's because of spiritual nature of what we're talking about and the, the, the topics we delve in. Right. Yeah, you do. You vibrate quicker, faster. You have more light. And that's why I like hanging out with people like you because I don't have to explain myself. I can just, we can just talk about it. Like, wow. Did you have this experience? I had that. And it doesn't, we're not trying to dis, just dissect what does it mean? It's more, oh my God, we are so much more than we ever knew. It's like, how did it take me this many years to get this? Nice. And it just keeps expanding. That's the nature of the world, of our life, of energy, the life force, like in Reiki. I would say it's like the energy that makes the wind blow. It's like the wind. What makes the trees move? It's like, how do you even talk about that kind of stuff? Because it's invisible. But I know that the invisible realm is really where it's at. When you go deep within and you contemplate or you meditate or you receive a spiritual healing, you get into that zone. And I would call that a sacred pause. It's like you just stop. Like when you were a kid, I did this. I grew up in Northern Virginia and then I went to Colorado and now I'm here in New Mexico. But when I was in Northern Virginia in the summer, oh, so fascinating with The warm air, the humidity, the grass, it was actually green. It's not like that here in Santa Fe. (laughs) It's a little prickly here with the cactus, but 
just laying on the ground and looking up at the sky and watching the clouds go by and just having precious divine presence moments like that. I would never have called it that as a kid, but that's really what it it was like being so present, so calm that you almost can see 360. You can feel it all. You experience it all. And I think that's why we're in human bodies is to, number one, express love, be love, act like we're love and receive love. But we get caught up in the external secular world where we don't realize that it's all one thing. We're all together. We're all in the same boat. And I used to make it up that you and everyone else listening and in the whole world knew exactly what they were doing. And I was the only one that didn't get it. (laughs) And now I realize, oh my God, nobody knows what they're doing. And everyone's trying to figure it out. And we're all doing the best that we can. And we're all here to express our soul, the invisible intelligence, the truth of who and what we truly are. And I don't mean to turn anyone off by using the word soul, but hey, let's just face it. That's what it is. It's this pristine, perfect, divine essence of ourselves that filters down through all the levels and layers and timelines and dimensions that can get lost. And sometimes our parents, our DNA within our parents, mother, father, we came together, but there's so many generations that go back on the mother's side and the father's side that had traumas, accidents, abuse, things like this. And what I've noticed is with my clients is that If we clear out the ancestral line, then they're freed up in their ancestry, their DNA in their own present body. So they're not acting out any of these weird behaviors and stuff where they don't know where that came from, but they just are acting out energies that aren't even theirs, or they're feeling energies that aren't even theirs. We use light, violet light, consume all the stuff you don't need, purple light to transmute and rise, raise the frequency. And I want to say that once we clear things out, just like defragging your computer, it's all efficient now. It's all like compact and whole. And so when you delete a file, for example, on a computer using that analogy, you don't want it to ever come back. You want to empty your recycle bin, right? We heal and seal all the stuff that we clear out. And I do say we, I guess I work with the collective, but not allowing it to come back. You heal and seal it with liquid golden light. And then there's a whole protocol, the whole sequence that we can do. I love the way you refer to it. Cause I, I always tell people I work with my spirit guides. I have a team of people I work with. I'm a conduit. Like you're a conduit. We both look at it the same way. Yeah. And I'll say my spirit guides will tell me X, Y, Z or whatever it is. And then what, what I love about everything. And at least from my viewpoint, having the show, for example, doing this for a while and interviewing amazing people like you, it's all about healing. Yeah. It's all about giving people clarity in their complicated life. When you think about the stuff that you're working on and that you're, you've personally been involved with, anything you can do that can give someone hope, give somebody a shred of opportunity that's positive, it really does liberate people from when they feel trapped or lost of, devoid of all hope and just feel trapped with either their symptoms or their mindsets or whatever. So I think this is training people through your healing session, you could correct me, but I feel like it's training people to look at the world, not just as being limited by time, matter, space, and that I'm real big on the power of intention, manifestation, and all those things. And I feel like when you put your positive intentions and you focus and you visualize and you do that repetitively and you do it in a concentrated manner and it's disciplined, you can have outcomes. And I feel like with your healing approach, it's probably very similar that when you help train people how to break old blockages or how to work through negative viewpoints, 
and heal them to a point where they can see there's a much larger universe out there for each of us, even the ones that we can't see, even the things that we can't touch, it's there. It's like when you have static energy, when you take your clothes out of the dryer and stuff sticks to each other, you don't see it, you don't feel it, but you know there's a force to it or gravity. And that's how I feel this stuff is. It's kind of like the last hurrah of unknown science slash pseudoscience slash spiritual stuff all coming together at some point where we can learn from this stuff and help it improve our quality of life. It's all about empowering individuals because we look outside ourselves for the authority, for the answers, when it's really an inside job. And I feel like I'm like a, I don't know, maybe a spiritual midwife or a highly skilled nurse with a bag of tools. And I want to stress that it's really important to call in 100% pure divine light. And the reason I say that is the first time I had a clearing myself, Vicki Cashman taught me multidimensional body work. And she called in my guides of 100% pure divine light. And then there was this huge pause. I'm from the East Coast. So walk with me, talk to me. Let's fill in those blanks. What's up? What's going on? And I said to her, what's going, what's happening? And she goes, oh, there's a changing of the guard. I'm like, what? That just expanded my awareness right there. Because I thought I was working with St. Germain or the Great White Brotherhood and all that was my intention. But by the power of our spoken word is huge. And so by saying it out loud and really intending it and asking three times, I remember being in a workshop and it was the Dreamwalker workshop with Jeffrey Hoppy. He channeled Tobias at the time. Now he channels Adama St. Germain. I swear to God, I thought I heard my stepfather, my step godfather saying, and he was from Tennessee. He's, hi, honey, how are you? And I was like, Uncle Joe, is that you? Yeah. And I was like, let me ask again. Are you Joe Horn? And he's like, huh? And so I asked the third time, and I think it's a spiritual law that they have to tell you the truth. Are you Uncle Joe? Are you Joe Horn? No. I'm like, be gone. You're out of here. Go. So there's discernment and discrimination that each individual is responsible for. And it's all about self-responsibility. It's all about empowerment. But how do you get there? Now, I've taken a gazillion classes. And by the way, through all those gazillion classes, I was a full-time employee working at Xerox, engineering firms, medical device firms, process improvement with quality. I And I, the last one was here in New Mexico working for the state. We were a contractor for the correctional facilities healthcare for prisoners. I didn't even know there was a thing for that, but that makes sense, right? So I can walk both worlds, but I am being more true to myself now, which is what I highly recommend everyone to do. No matter if you don't think you know what you're doing, no matter if you go with what you like, go with what you love, follow your heart, follow your own intuition and be exactly who you are that came here to the planet at this time to deliver the frequency that you honestly really are. Don't deny yourself like I did and say, oh no, I've got to work in corporate America so I can make a living and this and that. It's not true. It's what is true is you got to be practical. And at the same time, you got to be really true to yourself so that you can divinely express who you are without any of those blockages. And sometimes you might want to come to someone like myself and have one session. If that's enough, great. I would love to be like Jesus and put your ear back on or whatever. But it depends on the consciousness of the individual. You come once a year, you come never, you come once and never again, whatever. That's all fine. But it's neat to get into the 
I guess I would call it a frequency or a groove where you can learn from the audio recording that I give you after the session. And you too can call in your guides of 100% pure divine light. You can call in and command the violet consuming flame to clean, clear, cleanse, heal, harmonize, and balance you just by wanting that, stating that, and demanding it, that's how powerful we are. And we don't get that. We forget that. So I'm here to inspire people to be exactly who you are. And if you need some support to get into balance and return to wholeness, great. I'm here for that. But I'm not here to save the world. I'm here to empower the world to heal themselves. And therefore, when you work with one person and they their vibration increases and consciousness expands, that happens and helps all of us. So it serves everyone and everything because what if I'm working on anger and I'm working through my issue of anger and I, I go to all these people and I and back in the day I did that. I hit the I had a hose, a little short piece of hose, and we had a phone book and there was a big sheet opened up and I kneeled on it and I was like, Rah! making all the sheets go away. That's what we did crudely back in the early 80s and 90s. It doesn't have to be that way now, but you can do whatever you have to do to get all that cleared up because you probably are aware that you might have, say, an imbalance without anger or something like that because you felt rejected, blah, blah, blah. But do your own work and elicit support from Jason, from me, from anyone that you feel sacred and safe with to help you return to your center, help you to return to your source of who and what you truly are so that you can be in the world and not of it and be happy and joyful and to have all those experiences that you deserve to have. And I want you to close your eyes. I want you all to close your eyes and stop looking outside and listening to the news. And no offense, news, but I worked for a newspaper too. So I was like, no, (laughs) I want to encourage everyone to look within because that's where the answers are. And it just opens your heart and you can have many midwives and helpers along the way to support your journey, but it's your journey. It's an inside job. And I know you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. And I'm not always there. <laughs> the ebb and flow, the waveforms of what this reality is all about, we go up and down. But the more that I, like you said, Jason, focus on the positive, focus on what you want, nourish your body, nourish your mind, put in the good stuff and release all the bad stuff however you want to do that in your imagination. And if you need some ideas, I can help you with that. You can breathe in white light, exhale dark light, just simple things like that to reconnect yourself to yourself, which is really the divine. Helped me with all that during the pandemic and we had like lockdown and everything was going for walks each night, being out in nature, taking in the air, listening to the music on my headphones, It was an active, passive, meditative kind of thing, but it really helps me even now after we get done with this, I'll probably go do that. It just helps so much. What you're saying, filtering out the gook and reconnecting with our spiritual side because mind, body, spirit is so critical and we need to look at ourselves as the gestalt, not breaking ourselves into reductionist little pieces like medicine likes to do or biology, but look at us as a comprehensive whole. And too many people neglect their spiritual side. They need spiritual development. I'm not talking about religion even. I'm talking about understanding like we're talking about here, energy healing, realizing that we're more than just a body with two legs, two arms, and a head. Yeah. <laughs> There's more to us. And I, I believe death's an illusion. 
I think being a medium, there's no way I can reach all these different people who are on the other side, the seats, loved ones. If we all go somewhere else, we elevate, we graduate, we go to this next spot. And I feel like what you're doing with your healing modalities and with your sessions is you're helping people clear out the gooks now so that as they go through life, it becomes more manageable so that they can ascend to that next spot when they're ready and we cross over and all those kind of things. Wow, that's beautiful. I never thought of that, but thank you because fish in water, am I in water? I don't know. <laughs> you would know until you're out of it. <laughs> you're so close to it. It's hard to see and have the contrast. And I think what you're saying is really true. And a dear friend of mine, I think she passed away about a year and a half, two years ago, and she had cancer and her cancer kept progressing, but she was going to beat it. Gosh, darn it. And I saw her every week. I went to her home because she was not too energetic anymore with all the treatments and such. And she did everything alternative and with chemo and everything. And we cleared gazillions of energies. That was my cat. Sorry. If you heard this in the background, but we cleared and cleared every week until her final time. And I escorted her because I took that dream worker class. I was with her the whole way to assist her. And that way, if you believe in reincarnation or incarnation, new lives, this and that, she'll come back fresher, clearer, learned all those lessons, cleaned all that stuff up. And I don't mean it to sound morbid because that could bring some fear into people like, oh, no, but it isn't that. It's all about being as shiny bright as you already are and just polishing you up a little bit and bringing your awareness to parts of your being in the emotional realm or the chakra realm or the endocrine system, the nervous system. There's things that we can do. If you think about our nervous systems, they are so overwrought with people have anxiety, hysteria, all of these kinds of things. And as we, it's like spiritual hygiene. Who thinks of that? You brush your teeth, you wash your face and hair and body every day, but you don't think about your energetic bodies that also need some support and healing. So if you tap into them, or if you just play with that concept, you can look at it and say, okay, I'm going to use light. And it's not water, it's light. It's light that cleans it all up and dissipates it, consumes it, gets rid of it, eradicates it. And then I want to talk about the dark. There's the light and the dark. There's a scale, let's say, of one to 10. 10 would be light. The dark could be considered nine to one. And the good news is that the dark never prevails and never gets up to level 10 ever. But it can wreak havoc whether it's anxiety, whether it's a trauma from your ancestors or experiences in your own life in this incarnation. And as we use the violet light, we use holographic rooms like the separation room. And we put your ancestors in there or we put your astral body in there and we clean it all up. We bind and gag all that stuff so it can't come. We don't touch it. It's like electricity. I respect it, but I don't want to go there. And they just clean it all up with the light and heal and seal it. And then you can add protection. And I don't want to say that because protection, because then you feel like you might need protection. You might create a reason to have the protection. But if you activate the D as in dog, it's a tone, D sharp shield, two to six octaves above middle C, polished on the inside and the outside, 12 layers deep, only love can pass through there. Nothing lower frequency can, like the nine to the one. So once we transmute it all and return it to the light, all the darker energy, so to speak, whether it's a misperception, a trauma, et cetera, we just clean it up. We don't need to know the story. There's no time to rehash everything. And you just clean someone up to the point that they don't, they can receive more light into their body. We're like plants. We live on light. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We need light. (laughs) Look at seasonal affective disorder. People realize that if you're in an area of the world that lacks natural sunlight, they will get depressed. That's something we just learned about the last several decades or however long it's been. And think about it, we need light. If we don't have light, where are we? We're not going to function very well body, the systems in our body will probably shut down. And we're energetic beings. Like you said, I like what you mentioned earlier. And just to touch on this, I'm big on this too. Mental health, anxiety, depression, all the, I deal with that. I know a lot of us do. And we can take into account that there's your traditional way of handling it through medicine or whatnot, but then there's all these alternate ways, these healing, like your thing with the healing methodology you do is powerful. Once Mm -hmm. you can subscribe to it and understand it, there's so many ways to heal our mental health and to live in the gestalt as I'll call it a balanced approach. And what I've learned from just my own limited way of having my show and doing my stuff spiritually is it's kind of, you go to, you go a la carte and you go to a restaurant and you can order your different sides and your main meal. That's what I look at healing modalities. You try a little Reiki energy healing here, do a little pranic there, do some breath work. Let's do some tapping. Let's do some transmosis healing. Let's do all these. And you know what? Let's find the ones that work for you. And I feel there's so much value to it looking at it that way. There's nothing that we can't become involved with that if healing's an outcome and a goal, it's a pretty noble purpose in my opinion, especially after the last several years we've lived through. Anyone can benefit from one of your healing sessions. Thank you. I agree. (laughs) It really does support the spirit, the body, the whole person. It's not just like you said, like the segments of it. And what's been happening, what's interesting, this work is evolving. It's growing me. So when I work with someone and go really deep, I had two clients today, both completely different. And I've learned the phrases and this and that, but now I'm off script and we're going way out there sometimes, depending on the consciousness of the individual. And as we continue to transmute the lower frequencies that are that exist, they just exist. And we continue to simply spoken, appreciate ourselves, be kind to ourselves, love ourselves, and take care of ourselves. It's not like you have to have, there's nothing wrong with you that you need to be fixed, that you need a healing. But maybe there is something where you could have some support because really I think each and every one of us can do it for ourselves. But it's nice to go to the EE system or a massage therapist or have a transmosis session just restart you in into a new platform that's clean and clear. And I guess I want to just draw attention to the word clean or clear and healing, because what if we get to the place where we don't really need healing anymore? Wouldn't that be great? Could that even be a thing? 
I like the feeling though. I, I like the ability of go, go and get your car washed on a Saturday. You want to do it because you enjoy. You may sometimes feel like you don't want to leave the house or be lazy, but going out and doing that, just like a healing, it's focusing on your on you. It's like you time, me time. So for yeah. me, doing one of these sessions, I feel like it helps to really lay into the idea that it's okay to nourish your child. It's perfectly fine to everything's got to be charged. We got to charge our phone every day or it goes dead. Just like that, we're batteries. We need to heal ourselves or we can burn out or we can live a less quality of a life that could be disease prone and everything else. If you think about the mental health topic, I think of mental health as our nervous system, our brain and our spinal column or our spinal, what's it called? Tube. That's our central nervous system. And then it feeds out into the peripheral nervous system, which is making our hands move and sending messages to the endocrine glands to send out certain hormones to do this or that. And all of that feeds into our chakra system, which is invisible to most. And then each body has that setup. And so holographically, we exist on all of those realms multidimensionally. And it's almost like there's a vortex in between the physical to the emotional, and then another vortex that rises up to the mental. And they say that things happen at the higher frequency levels that finally manifest in the physical, which makes complete sense to me. Because if someone is thinking doom and gloom, and they're unhappy, and they're the victim, and all of these things happen to them, that's horrible that it happened. But yet, how are we going to correct that? And there's the first step in healing is changing the attitude that fixed condition in the mind and that nervous system. And so what I do is I would place someone's nervous system that came up and I was guided to do into the holographic fight or flight room. And then we'd use the violet flame to come in and clean, clear, cleanse, heal, harmonize, and balance, and just discharge all of that frenetic energy that's stuck in the nervous system that's causing the anxiety, that's causing the depression because you're worn out from all the anxiety and you can't sleep. And all of these things, they can be remedied through gentle Reiki, transmosis, access consciousness. All of these things can be eradicated. And that's the thing. Do, do people, it's not even, it's bigger than believe, but do people believe that they can be healed? Do people believe that they are worthy, that they can receive peace and calm and kindness? And I want to say that everybody can because we forget. Got to be prepared for it. And allow it to happen. It's a choice. Truthfully, if we get real simplistic, it's a choice. I choose happiness today. I feel like shit, but I want happiness today. (laughs) Sorry, I swore. How How about the day you wake up and I use this, I work remotely now, but before I worked remotely, I'd get up, I'd go to Dunkin' Donuts, I'd get my coffee and I had my white dress shirt on doing my lawyering work and I'd accidentally spill on my shirt and I'd be all upset. And then the whole day just spirals that way. And then I trained myself after getting immersed in all this awesome spiritual stuff we get to do. I change it. I'll say, okay, I'll use cold water on the stain. It's not a big deal. Anyone who sees me will make a joke about it. I'll laugh it off. The attitude, the change in that attitude with those two approaches could dictate how your ultimate day winds up. That's and when truth. you look at it that way, your transmosis healing, the stuff you're doing, it's like, It makes sense. If you think about it, how you approach it, your choice. What do you choose? And then reality goes on for 10 more seconds and then you choose again. I remember studying A Course in Miracles and I worked in Northern Virginia and I was commuting to Xerox in Roslyn, Virginia, which is right over the Key Bridge there before you go into Georgetown and all that. I live in Alexandria, by the way. Did you really? I lived right there on the King Street exit in that high rise. Just on the side, I lived there when I went to Georgetown for my after I went to law school. I lived there for a year. I loved it. Oh my god, that's exactly the exit, the Alexandria exit that I was thinking because I was merging on, and these people were cutting me off. And what do I do? Street. What King Street? 
King Street. Okay. Yeah. I was off yeah. Andorra Street. Pretty close. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Do you, oh, I forgive you for cutting me off. You obviously woke up a little bit late and you're just trying to get to work. It's all good. I forgive you. I would lie to myself and do that so that I could shift the way I looked at the world rather than flipping them off and being an aggressive driver and all of that stuff. <laughs> Because it can get like that there. But if you practice forgiveness, if you look at it like that. You're letting go of all that weight, right? It's, it is heavy. Yeah. And it's a lighter way to look at the world, even though my ego is going, yeah, no, they were a jerk. They should not have done that. But if you, that's what forgiveness is all about, right? It's for you. They don't care. You know the analogy I use for people when I say about the power of forgiveness is I forgave my dad who passed away 10 years ago. We never had a relationship. And then during the pandemic, he kept coming to me in a dream and asking, can you forgive me? Can you forgive me? Can you forgive me? And it was hard for me because my whole life we had no relationship. Finally, I did. Let me tell you something. I use the analogy, like I'll say if someone ever flew on Spirit Airlines or one of these airlines that makes you pay by the bag. If you want to carry 20 extra suitcases around and hold a grudge, go right ahead. But you're going to love life so much more by forgiving, healing, letting go, as you said, to benefit yourself, benefit the other person energetically, spiritually. And I feel like it's part of our lessons learned, how to forgive, how to let go of that negativity so that we can live the best version of ourselves energetically. Amen. I agree with you. That is so true. And it seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? It, Wait, they were the one that acted a certain way. Why should I have to be the one to forgive? It's a lesson to learn. It's a lesson to learn. It's like all the other things. All we do while we're on earth is learn. We learn here. This is school. And then we graduate and we cross over to the other side. And love connects us to our loved ones here. And that's just my personal philosophies on this stuff. Well, I agree with you. And I guess there's nothing to be afraid of because fear can encapsulate into these patterns. Could you imagine this? One of the things that all the people on the other side tell me, the deceased loved ones tell me that when you die, it's like falling asleep on the couch for watching TV. You don't even realize you're dead. It's so seamless. It's like if I told you right now or anyone in the audience, are you breathing right now? Yes, you're breathing. But would you pay attention to it unless I brought it to your attention? Probably not. It's autonomic. It's a general thing we do. Well, People get disappointed when they cross over. They're like, all this fear, all this built up for that. It's like the most anticlimactic thing we have in our lives. It's Can you imagine crossing over and then it happens so seamless and you're like, you come to on the other side and then you have someone who greets you who's a loved one, like your grandmother or somebody. And you're just looking around going, this is what death was all about. Our lives would have been no fear at all had we not feared what death is. And I I believe that. I think that's one of the biggest like mysteries of life. That's going to be one of those things that's so nonchalant. Like it's a part of nature. And if you look at things as a part of nature, we were born, we die, we breathe, we eat, we sleep. All those things are natural processes. Why is it any different for death? Because we maybe think, some of us maybe think that we cease to exist and then what? But if that happened, I wouldn't be a medium. And I've been doing that stuff for over almost 20 years, at least professionally the last five. And I've read with thousands of people. And that magic wouldn't happen, so to speak, if people were on the other side giving me cues and information and whatever it is, it's like playing charades. But I'm just a biased person because I do the mediumship work. But even the healing work you do, you could see it. You could, I'm sure you, you can, you experience this kind of stuff when you heal other people and you teach them, you give them the tool, you show them the methodologies of what to do to approach this stuff and how to do it. One of the greatest healings, I could say, that I didn't do it, but it happened during a transmosis session was a woman that lives nearby, didn't know her before, but she was referred to me. And sadly, she lost both of her children, her teenage daughter, and then five or six years later, re-traumatized by losing her son in his early 20s. And she was just devastated and broken and heart closed. She's very loving, just shut down. And I was nervous, truth, to do the session with her. 
ah, who am I? How can I help? Whatever. But what was so beautiful, just because of the mediumship words that you talk about and that you are, I wouldn't call myself a medium, but I have had the ability when it's in the highest good for the person to speak for them. So she was laying on the bodywork table. Her mother was there, deceased. Her son was there, deceased. And her daughter was there, deceased. And all of this healing dialogue occurred. And she, I got chills all over my body talking about this because you can't make this stuff up. And it just comes, it's beautiful. And she's different now. She's whole. She's She doesn't have that heartache anymore. And her husband even told me that she's different. And then she referred a couple young people to me because, and I say young because they're in their thirties or whatever, but <laughs> they, she knew that if they could have a session, it could clean up the slate so that they wouldn't be burdened for the rest of their life with a trauma that happened to them. Not that it's just about trauma, but it seems to work really well because we all have hurt feelings and wounds and disconnects. But I think the grand, grandest thing that I can help someone with is to reconnect, just reconnect to the their own belief system, their higher power, the truth of what they already know, their inner truth is what they know. But if you have someone reflect that to them, it becomes more real somehow. The invisible stuff becomes more real when someone can reflect what's actually happening in their body or heart or mind. And I want, last thing I want to say about all this is that I have a friend that is clairvoyant and she was my client and she laid on the table and everything that I said, she goes, Tracy, everything that you're saying is happening. And that was healing for me. I was like, good, really good. I don't know. I need to interject one thing. A couple of minutes ago, we were talking, spirit guides, even during interviews, will give me information to share. And while we were talking earlier, I was like, you have mediumship abilities. You don't pay attention to them, but you do. And spirit guides are telling me again, you brought it up. And I have to tell you, you are a medium as well. Whether or not you choose to call yourself that, I am very strongly being guided to tell you that you do mediumship work, whether or not you you do realize you brought it up already, but that comes strongly through your energy. So wow. I would just let you know that in the you're going to have more mediumship experiences in the future. I didn't call myself a medium the first 10 years I did this stuff because really? I ran away from it and I was afraid. And oh, what would happen in my legal career if people found out I could do this after hours or yes. what would clients think or whatever. And then I got outside of my ego and I realized it's not about me. It's about what other people benefit from what I can do, being a conduit, as we said earlier. So there's something about you with your path you're going to expand into mediumship in the future and you're going to use that as part of your healings further along. I didn't realize that I heal people as a medium until I, I started doing it. It's funny because you brought up the story about working with the mother that lost two children. Yeah. I've had people come to me whose children have committed suicide yes. and I've had a hard time. I get nervous. Like it, when I first started doing it, like my own ego, what am I going to tell this person that's going to help them there? And then when the child comes through and the healing begins, it's a whole different story. It's a whole different scenario. And so spirit guides want me to tell you is just follow the flow of the energy as you get guided to do it because you're meant to do the same. You're meant to heal people further along as a medium. And whether or not you incorporate that as part of your methodology, I can tell you very definitively, my spirit guides want you to know that you have thank that you. gift and the ability just to keep an open mind with it, even for yourself. Thank you. It's thank you. I didn't know I was going to receive a healing tonight, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> It's so nice. I've had glimpses and working with people, a friend, and she said, basically, before I called her, she left me a voicemail. And before I called her back, I tapped into her brother-in-law that had passed away. And I had, I forget what it was. And I wrote it down. I wrote down the sentence. And then when I read it to her, she's like crying on the other end of the phone because it was exactly what she needed to know. Exhibit but it wasn't. A. That's my exhibit A to what I'm telling you. <laughs> I 
am an attorney, Exhibit A. No, I'm just saying that you're my Exhibit A to what I'm telling you a few minutes ago. You are a medium. The people don't just dabble in this stuff and then they return to it. There's a lot of people who maybe we get inside our own heads and self-doubt ourselves or we don't think we can. How do you do it? There's no manual that talks about how to be a medium. It's not like you can find. I'm sure it's out there if you go to Barnes & Noble or Amazon. How to be a medium. <laughs> right? But in the reality of it, it's just a part of who we are. It's our makeup. It's like having blonde hair, a shaved head like me, if no one sees us right now, and knowing <laughs> that we have this, we're tapped in. Do you think and- are this, or we have these gifts, skills, talents, whatever you want to call it, because of work in the past? past I lives? believe so. It's funny, as you just said that, I look at synchronistic numbers, and during our interview time, it was 5555 when you just asked that <laughs> question. And to me, that's a universe reinforcing to tell you that, yes, it's from prior experiences in our past lives. It's from having wisdom and knowledge and understanding and being caring and being one of those type of people that doesn't put ourselves first all the time. And we can cut through the what a lot of people get burdened by is the material. We cut through that. We don't get burdened by the material. We want to have a healthy life and help others, but we're not married to the, hey, let's have the biggest car in the world. Let's go do it. I'm not married to that. Neither are you. And that's because we delve in this stuff and we know that there's more to life than just that. There's more to our existence than just the 3D world we inhabit. It's like, this is our temper. It's like living in a dorm in college. We're in a dorm right now. We're not here permanently. This isn't our permanent existence. It might seem like that for 80 years or 70, whatever it is. Yeah. That's not reality. Oh, you have such great practical human analogies. <laughs> <laughs> you did too. Thank you. Thank you. I love having these kind of conversations because it really does pick up my mood for the day. I need to ask you this because you, you've been a champ coming on here and I love the fact that you can share your, your skill set and your knowledge with our audience experience. Tell us a little about your book and what motivated you to write it. Sure. I have a book. I am a co-author of this book and it's called The Magi Within, Unlocking the Gifts of the Inner Self. And Vicki Brown, Sandra Lee Serio, and myself plus another woman all got together and we thought, what can we create that would serve humanity? What can we do together? And we decided to write a book and we decided to write a workbook. So it's all about intuition. It's like in Christianity, the three wise men, we were three wise women. <laughs> and, and it's like the letters A through Z, A for awareness, B for bliss, C for creativity, and it goes on zero point, K for kindness, that kind of a thing. And each chapter, we created a template, and each chapter follows the same format. So whatever the topic is, awareness, et cetera, we'd find a quote by a famous person on Google, wherever, about awareness, right? And then we would write four questions that would help the person expand their energy around awareness for the day. Let's say you opened up the book and you just like an oracle card, you open it up to K for kindness, et cetera, or M for magic, whatever. Or what you think of a letter and a letter comes in, L for love, whatever. So then you read the short paragraph. It's a workbook and it's designed to support and empower humanity. People who are interested in this book to go ahead and connect to their inner knowing, their inner magi, their intuition through the gifts of kindness, magic, zero point. What's that word? Hue is hard. Quintessence. The fifth element, the thing, creativity, dreams, flow, all of them. Then we created artwork to go with it. So how do you draw awareness? We couldn't use the Google image that we downloaded. So we used acrylic paint and 16 by 24 canvases, which honestly, they're all in my living room. I have my healing space in the living room now. And all the 26 paintings are in there. So it's the energy. There's energy in original art. So in the book, it's a color book. You can also just look at the images and get activated for love or whatever the word is. So it's all designed 
to drive people in a fun way to go within, to connect to their inner knowing, their inner magi, their inner truth, and go about life that way. And then journal about it, that kind of thing. You can write in the book. You can get it on Amazon, but I've also offered it on my website, tracywittit.com. Can I spell it? T-R-A, or may I spell it, I should say. T-R-A-C-E-Y. W-H-I-T-E-T.com. And it's a small little website, but there's a place for book. And you could download the PDF, but the drop, the drag maybe would be printing it or just looking at it on your computer, but that's available if you'd like it for free. Excellent. I love your, I love the way you described your name before we got on the show. (laughs) I love, that's an easy way of doing things like helping people understand how to find your website. Go with it. Yeah. Get on there. I think, it's new. I think it's beautiful. We're going it, to well, this is what I heard in high school. Quit it, with it, with it, did it, get with it. Get with it. I love it. It's like a play on words. Like just do it. Yeah, exactly. That's a great movie, by the way. I know we're not supposed to advertise, but oh my God, that movie air is the best movie ever. Feels feel good movie. Just sustain. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Nike. Tracy, I'm just so happy you came on today. I know we're running a lot of time, but I want to thank you. This has been an amazing conversation and I want my audience to definitely and absolutely reach out to you. I think anyone can benefit from finding out more about what you do and just being able to share this last hour with you talking is really imparted on me that there are so many light workers out there that work quietly and under the cloak of daylight, but you're one of them. And I'm so happy to be able to share your gifts and who you are, your essence, your gifts, your feeling, all that on the show today. You're so nice. Thank you. It's awesome. awesome. It's been fun. Thank you. Bad, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to thank Tracy for coming on the show and sharing her amazing stories. Just transmosis healing, I think is a great thing to check out everybody. If any of you have an interest in this, go to Tracy's website, tracywittit.com. And it's T-R-A-C-E-Y-W-H-I. T-E-T.com. You can find Tracy's book on there. And look, guys, I will tell you from firsthand knowledge, the more you can focus on healing yourself, nourishing your child, learning how to just delve into these different areas of healing modalities, you're going to find a lot of very amazing skills and just you're going to unearth a lot of the mysteries of life that you don't realize. We're spiritual beings inhabiting physical bodies. And when you think of us that way, there's no limit to what we can do within ourselves and beyond. So healing is absolutely one of those things. And I'm so glad that Tracy is using this as our life purpose and really indulging us and helping us understand these things. And I really want each of you to check out her site, check out her book and look into this stuff because the more we can heal ourselves, the better our world is going to be overall. Check out this information. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Thank you for supporting the show. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric acid. Electric acid.